from martial arts to baking and back to martial arts, let's talk to another school owner. Sir, I will live with perseverance in the spirit of Taekwondo. Courtesy for fellow students, integrity within myself, and to become a black belt leader. Welcome to the ATA Nation podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, ATA Nation. It is episode number 67. My name is Senior Master Hayden. I appreciate you tuning in and listening. Uh, you know, I was talking to some people over uh, the the last week. It was uh, Fall Nationals. Um, talked to some people who uh, love the podcast. Talked to some people who are great listeners of the podcast. Um, you know, one of these days I'm going to do a survey of you guys and just see uh, who who's what who's listening. Okay, uh, you know, color belts, black belts, uh, kids, adults, teens. Who who are you guys? You know, uh, out there in ATA Nation. Uh, but. For today, we will uh, wait on that little uh, project. Um, we just got back from Fall Nationals. It was an amazing event. Almost 2,000 competitors in the uh, traditional uh, competition uh, uh, team had over 200 competitors. They introduced the last of the color belt weapons that they are doing at this time, the, the seven different color belt weapons. So I went and I learned the Gumdo color belt form. They introduced the names of the color belt forms. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, probably another time. Um, it was just an excellent week. Uh, there was uh, Pittsburgh was fantastic. The weather was wonderful. Um, the, the, the fall colors, um, I just loved it. I, I thought it was great. I am excited to go back to Pittsburgh again next year. And, um, you know, if they ask me, I'll say, uh, keep it in Pittsburgh for a while. I, I love the, the closeness to where we are. Um, the uh, facility was fantastic. Um, I loved, uh, in, in the, uh, on the tournament floor, um, there was sunshine in there, you know, and so often, uh, these convention centers are like a giant, um, underground bunkers or something they feel like. Um, and this one had uh, sunshine. It was just really nice. Now I will say during judging and, uh, I know some of the competitors, some of that sunshine was right in their face while they were going. So, um, you know, a little different form, uh, but it, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a beautiful location. Um, and just a, a lot of fun there in Pittsburgh. I, I'm looking forward to going back, getting to explore the city a little bit more. I personally did not attend any of the uh, sporting events, but I saw a lot of my friends uh, were at the uh, the Penguins games. Um, stayed uh, for the Steelers game on Sunday. Um, lots of uh, lots of fun was had all over Pittsburgh. So let me know what you thought. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. I would love to know what your favorite part of. Fall Nationals was. What do you think of Pittsburgh? Um, shoot me a DM. I will include your responses in next week's episode. For now, we're going to get to our interview. Our interview is uh, with Mr. Guerrero. He is a him and his wife are our school owners. This is continuing our series on uh, being an ATA licensee, and I think you're really going to enjoy this one. So let's get to it. Special guest interview. ATA Nation, we have with us uh, Mr. Guerrero. How are you today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. It's an honor to be on the podcast today. Thank you. We are super excited to have you. And uh, 
We want to talk uh, to young school owners, and you and your wife just recently um, took over a school, uh, purchased a school. Um, can you tell us where you are um, in the country um, and uh, how that process started? Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So um, it is. it was – Last year, um, we were reached out by Master Newberry, uh, Mr. Master Newberry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anyone that knows the Newberries, they know that they had a school in Champaign and a school in Texas. Um, and so they've been looking for a young um, Christian couple that both knew the martial arts industry, um, that both worked in it, and uh, that kind of knew the ins and outs of the martial arts industry. And so they reached out to us. I was We were living in South Bend, Indiana. Um, we did get an offer to work with the Berkeys. Uh, but at the point of life that we were in, we uh, my wife was going to nursing school, and I was a baker. And that was kind of our aspirations at that moment. But then when Master Newberry called, we... Um, we then made the uh, the move and um, or we kind of went just came down to Champaign to meet the team here because um, they just invited us. And so we met the team. And as we were driving home after we met everybody, uh, we both looked at each other and were like, oh, man, we we have to do this. We have to stay. And we kind of made the determination because, number one, the team here is just awesome. And then the Newberries are incredible. And we both, I think we both really just miss the martial arts environment. You know, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like, like the, you know, just the martial arts family and the amount of uh, positive accountability that there is with us. So it, it was, it was an easy move to, we're in Champagne now with Leaders for Life. So what a cool story. So you guys had uh, pretty much stepped away from um, the martial arts, um, you guys that were in, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you were in Las Vegas. Is that where you were a, for a while? I know yes. your wife is from the, the South Bend, that area. Cause, uh, she, you know, she and I are the same region originally. Yes. Um, and, uh, so you guys were Las Vegas back to South Bend area. Um, and you'd stepped away, uh, from, from martial arts. Yes. Yeah, we did. So I was, um, I, I've been a, I was a victory instructor for my whole life. I was, I started when I was 12 and then okay. um, started teaching around 14, 15 and then chief instructor at 18. And then, uh, you know, just kind of, kind of loved the, again, martial arts environment and the, and the system with victory is great. And then, um, my wife then moved to Las Vegas to work with one with my instructor, because we actually have the same instructor. You probably know him cause he's from Indiana as well, but, um, uh, Mr. O'Hara, Andy yeah. O'Hara. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So she started with him when she was nine and then he moved to Las Vegas. And then I started with him when I was 12. So then we call him like the matchmaker, um, <laughs> <laughs> cause we ended up together because of him. And so then, you know, she moved to Las Vegas to work with him. And then, um, we ended up just moving back to South Bend later on to be closer to her family. So makes sense. Makes sense. Um, well, that's super neat. Um, you know, we're doing these interviews with school owners and um, it's cool to see everybody's story is a little bit different. You know, some people, you know, they start at 12 or, or nine or whatever. And they're like, I'm doing this, you know, this is just what I'm doing. Um, you know, we, we just had an episode um, with uh, Mr. Uh, Master Limberg, uh, who was, you know, he was in another career um, and then, and then he was teaching on the side and whatnot and doing martial arts. And then, um, open to school. So super cool to see somebody like you guys. Um, 
how has been the process of um, taking over a school, um, buying a school from somebody else? Uh, you know, for uh, for a lot of people, that's kind of um, seems really intimidating of a process, especially you're coming. I mean, Newberries, you're you're taking from you know kind of some some top dogs there. Yeah, right. There's some big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Um, I had and uh, I had when when the offer at first come up, I was really afraid because we were were still young. And so I was like, man, this is, this is a big responsibility. And, um, the shoes to fill, right. The new berries. And then coming from victory with chief master von Schmeling, I'm, I'm like, man, these are, this is a really a big scale that I'm going to be jumping onto now. And so I think that what happened was, was it was a huge amount of support um, all around, uh, our best friends were like, yeah, I think this is a great idea. My parents, uh, her parents, actually it was, it was Abby's dad that we were at first, actually our answer was no, um, because it was so intimidating and it was against the plans that we had. Um, now, you know, that God has different plans, but <laughs> we, our, <laughs> our plans were, you know, I was going to be a baker and open up a franchise with the bakery that I was with. And then my wife was going to be in nursing. And so, um, the, the, our, our, my father-in-law told us, he's like, you know, you're not even going to go visit. And we were like, well, it's just not our plans right now. And he said, that's honestly, he was like, that's not the smartest thing that you guys can do. He said, go visit, at least go check it out. And then that really pushed us to then come down. And so we just had the support and then the newberries, you know, anybody that again, knows the newberries, those are big shoes to fill, but they are very generous and very loving mm-hmm. and kind people that are willing to help. And we talk to them often. And, um, Mrs. Master gives us a lot, a lot of advice and Mr. Master likes to, he, he guides us. And so, um, you know, that, that experience just being close to the original owners or is just, that's a blessing in and of itself. Um, and yeah, yeah, just, I would say for anybody that's young and considering doing it, you know, like jumping in with faith and knowing that it's going to be great and leaning in on the, on the team that you have. That's smart. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you've got a great, um, you know, some, some people there that are wanting to help you with that transition really well. Um, and I think this is a neat story because, you know, we're across the ATA, we've got a whole generation of school owners, instructors that are, are going to have to transition in the next, you know, 10 years or so, um, to, you know, uh, teaching less, you know, maybe not owning as many schools because, you know, they're retiring. Um, and I think there's a lot of opportunity out there for young instructors and people who are um, wanting to do this as a career. Um, it sounds like uh, you guys and, and the Newberries are someone to definitely like if somebody's looking at possibly doing this, um, reach out to you guys uh, and the Newberries because it sounds like you guys know how to do it well. Yeah, I would say that we are still absolutely still learning and like we, we are, uh, year one is ending October 1st. We bought the school October 1st, which ironically is also our wedding anniversary. And so, yeah, it's awesome. How two that's two big marriages and on the same yeah. day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I would say like us and then the Rodriguez's right. Anthony and Olivia mm-hmm. Rodriguez. I mean, they're part of the leaders for life system too. And they've been doing it even longer than us, you know, so they're, they also have a lot of good insight. And Anthony reached out when he first bought the school. And he's like, anything that you guys need, you know, please, please reach out. And um, he, he knows that it can be a tough journey. So uh, 
the our uh, our listeners will uh, have have heard that story because we interviewed them just recently as well. Um, uh, because it's it's just really nice to see these stories of of people taking over schools, um, and then it's neat to see. Um, you know, their story, you know, they're in a small town, which I love to highlight, you know, small town. What's the, what, how's your school, um, doing? What's your, uh, student count? What's Champaign, Illinois, like, like, uh, demographics wise. Okay. So we have over 200 students, but I think last time I checked our active count was about 180. Um, demographics wise, Champaign is super diverse just because the, um, the university is here, right? The University mm-hmm. of Illinois. And so we have a lot of um, diverse students that are also from like the hospital system and from the school system or from the university system that they all kind of come in and there's just a, it's, 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 it feels like a small town, but it, it really isn't. It also feels like a big town and being from Las Vegas, that was super helpful because yeah. I'm, I'm, I like to think that I'm now a Midwesterner, but I'm still a, a, a city boy, you know, like <laughs> we, coming from Las Vegas, it's huge. And so here having the diversity is really important for me being Filipino. And then, um, uh, food culture is also big for me too. So, um, I would say that just again, the diversity, and I think the commu- the, the difference is the, the city is larger, but then you get the Midwestern feel of the mm-hmm. community, right? The loving community is, is definitely around. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so what would you say to somebody who is looking at um, either acquiring a school or they're like, it's a young person, you know, somebody in the, let's say they're in, in high school um, looking at college, maybe early college. And they're like, Hey, you know, can I really do this? Is this something I can actually do as a, as a career? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say Definitely. You can absolutely make this into a career. Um, if you really look deep, right, the the things that are the scariest are accounting and numbers and making sure that you're you're putting students into the school and, and making some type of living. Right. And something that Anthony and I had talked about um, was that the school in Champaign is really big. And so if that's your goal is to have a big booming school, then you can make that happen. But if your goal is to have a smaller school where you can still impact lives and still make a difference, you can also make that happen too. And it doesn't necessarily, because we don't, just like teachers, we don't get into doing martial arts or teaching martial arts because of the money, right? Mm -hmm. We get into it because we want to impact and change lives just like our instructors did for us. And so I would say if you have the passion to do that, to change the lives of many families and students and absolutely go in and then, like I said, at the beginning is lean on to your team, right? We have an amazing bookkeeper. I'm not an accountant at all. I, I'm really good at kicking and punching. <laughs> and then our accountant just lets us know, or our bookkeeper lets us know what our numbers are and, and holds us accountable to making sure that we're not um, overspending and just letting us know how we're doing. And then um, my wife is really good with organization. And so she takes care of a lot of those things. And um, we have we have a bunch of um, administrative team that takes care of the organizational stuff, too. And they're just awesome. Right. So making sure that you're leaning into the team and hiring the right people that are fitting into your culture that have the same mission. Right. Our goal is to give life to families through servant leadership. That's kind of like our mission statement. And so we want to give people um, the opportunity to change lives. And if if. A young person uh, being from, and I know I'm talking a lot, but I'm being no, from that's a good. Filipino family, 
Yeah. From a, my, my, both my parents are in medicine and then my sister just became a doctor this past year. And, um, I dropped out of college twice. And so <laughs> my, and my, my dad, a lot younger when I was younger, now it's different, but when I was younger, he was pressing on a lot. Like you need to go to school. You need to finish, um, education, go to college for, and get your degree. And my mom, um, was like, Oh, you should just become a nurse practitioner. And, in my mind, doing martial arts. I'm like, I can see, I see all these people creating successful careers out of this. Mm-hmm. And like, why can't I do it? And my, my personal coach, he looked at me cause I, I had mentioned that, Oh yeah, I dropped out of college twice. He said, yeah, but look, you have five degrees. And I was like, Oh, that's a way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's great. I like, um, you know, letting people see that they, they can do this. Um, it was interesting to hear your story about your parents. So your your father-in-law, um, when you guys were looking at doing this, is like, guys, you got to check this out. So obviously really supportive there. Um, earlier on, your parents um, were more in the, the mindset of you got to have a degree, you got to be a, a you know. Um, and so what would you say to a, a parent? Let's say a, a, a kid comes to you, he's in college, he's thinking, hey, I want to do martial arts as a career. Um, and the parents like – talk my kid out of this. What are you going to do? What do you tell to the parent who's worried uh, that like they're, they're picking something that they're going to um, regret in the future? Yeah. I would say that kind of what we talked about earlier is just for the kid to make sure that they're, they've got the support system with the team that they, they have in the school. But I believe it's something that chief master von Schmeling helped me a lot with when I was younger, because he knew um, being closer to him, I, I had, uh, a conversation with him about how my dad and I actually used to fight a lot about school because mm-hmm. my dad is very well educated. He was like the salutatorian of his school when he, when he graduated college and then I did not do well. And so <laughs> in that one area. And so um, what chief master Von really helped me with, he's like, he knows that my, my parents are from the Philippines. And so he said that um, my parents were successful because they're from the Philippines, they ended up moving to the United States. They succeeded because of college. For them, the opportunity to move to the United States came from only graduating college. But then it's different when you grew up in the United States, because it's not necessarily that you need a college degree for you to have a successful um, business or lifestyle. you know, in the United States, we have the opportunity through, you know, just like, just like me and my wife, neither of us are college graduates. We are creating this successful business. Um, and it's different because we are, we did not go to college, but we got our education elsewhere, if that makes sense. So yeah, for sure. I would I'm, say, yeah. I would say you guys, for the parent. Yeah. You guys, uh, you know, your, you know, you look these days, uh, uh, there's a lot of talk out there about the importance um, coming back to trade schools and things like that. Um, right. And a lot of the times, you know, you look at working in some of these schools, um, mm-hmm. you know, with the Newberries, with with uh, Chief Master Von Schmeling, um, you know, with Songham University. These things are like trade schools that are teaching uh, the next generation of instructors um, who might not, you know, like you said, college might not be for them. That doesn't mean they can't do this um, as, as a career. Right. Yeah. It definitely is like a trade school. It, um, it, it made a difference in us, you know, like we, the life skills that are taught and then the martial arts that's taught. And then through, 
through the the business training that we got, you know, I mean, essentially mm-hmm. it really is a trade school. Yeah. So, well, that's, I think that's great advice um, for people to, to, to think about um, when talking to parents or, or if their parents are concerned. Um, but I think that's a great perspective that you bring um, to, to that. Um, last, uh, what, what are um, some of the benefits? Like what, why is this like a great career? What, what do you think, um, you know, makes you go like, Hey, this is a fun thing to do. Uh, it is not normal. <laughs> we our our lifestyle is not normal at all. You know, um, if I, if I can go back, right. I, I worked at victory and I loved it and it was awesome. Every day was an adventure, right. Mm-hmm. And every day was different. And what seemed menial to us as martial arts instructors seems so exciting to the regular world. Um, cause we're going out and changing lives and school talks and doing things, talking to kids and talking to parents, families, local, local businesses, you know, about just how we can support them. And so, and essentially we're just community leaders. And sometimes it feels like it's menial cause we're, we're just used to it. And then, um, I ended up working for a cybersecurity company that was like my out in martial arts mm-hmm. and that was a desk job. And that was that was the worst. <laughs> just sitting behind a desk for eight hours a day and kind of trying to figure out what's next. I, that was that was a tough job. And also, I, I, I honestly, I worked in a basement all by myself. I went from changing lives on a daily basis with martial arts to sitting in a basement by myself, just inputting paperwork and messaging people on LinkedIn. And it was, it was rough. And then I yeah. went to the bakery, which was a better pace, uh, pace, uh, change of pace. And then just coming back to martial arts. It, I mean, what makes this different? Like I said, at the beginning was the positive accountability. The, the fact that we can change lives on a daily basis because of the life skills mm-hmm. we teach and what really makes it worth it is the team, you know, mm-hmm. having a team with you. Um, because, have being alone in a basement versus having a team that I can interact with on a daily basis. It, it really, it really made it worth it for me every day. Yeah, that's great. And, uh, your advice with team, you know, looking at making sure you get the right people in the right places, such good advice. So, um, thank you for your time today, sir. Uh, uh, it's really inspiring to, to see you guys, um, out there, you know, year one, almost in the books. Um, I, I'm sure there'll be many, many more years of, uh, Awesome success. So uh, thank you for your time today. Thank you, sir. Well, we appreciate that interview. Um, It's been so cool to talk to these um, licensees about uh, their journey to being um, school owners. Um, lots, lots of inspiration there um, for the next generation. I wish when I was a, a high school kid um, thinking about uh, martial arts, I had uh, some of these people to to listen to and to um, kind of hear some ideas and stuff from. So we really appreciate it. We've got some other uh, great interviews coming up um, today. We are going to let that uh, let that be the wrap of our uh, episode. But I do want to remind you, send me a DM on Instagram about uh, your time in Pittsburgh. What was your favorite thing? Um, you know, what do you enjoy about the city, the competition, the events, the training? Uh, just let me know what you loved about fall nationals and uh don't forget to sign up for uh spring nationals um dallas it's gonna be a good time there then too 
Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you're out there taking action. Thanks for listening to another episode of the ATA Nation podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share with your ATA family. It was uh, great to get to to see um, some of our uh, fans out there. Um, I got uh, to uh, judge some some team sparring. Um, uh, no, not judge team sparring. Sorry, um, the ATA USA team ATA USA team ATA. Yeah, that's the one. Um, I got to do some of the the tryouts there. I got to judge some of that. And uh, Mr. Penton said he was a, a listener, um, and he I got to judge his uh, group, and he uh, he rocked it. He was looking great. Um, so great job, sir. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed uh, doing that round robin uh, fun times there. So maybe we'll get to maybe maybe I'll do that uh, with some of my students at my school. Do a, a little training there. Hey guys, we'll see you next week. Take care.